Hi, this is miso soup. I'm mashed potato. I'm strawberry milk. And I'm Peking Duck, and you're listening to We Don't Have a Name Yet. So this is a continuation of our podcast from last time. We're still in the same place as before, and we're just continuing on... Talking about nothing. So, <laughs> yeah, talking about nothing. Here we go. So what I wanted to ask was, what's something trendy these days which you think are going outdated and you feel somewhat embarrassed by it in five years time my biggest problem with this question is i don't know what is trendy right now yeah nash is not up with the i'm i mean i'm very in with technology but not so in with the trends what's trendy right now duck milk riso I mean, I don't think anything I... um, Dad shoes. Yeah, but I don't wear them. Should you elaborate on that? Like, so dad sneakers You don't have to wear them personally. No. Okay, but, um, you know, like typical running shoes, but they're really the ugliest. No, just, you know, old school, um, really, usually white, very bulky, like running shoes. Oh my God, I know what you mean but I my, my like colleague them, my actually. colleague on saturday yeah and she was totally saying how right um all the creepy dads wear white sports shoes and for some reason she kept saying new balance but it could be any brand really and i was like what do you mean i've never heard of this trend before and she said literally her brother who got married recently and had a baby so now he's a dad he's like i got to get these white <laughs> no you're not joining the dad group and he's like no every single dad has these white sports shoes so i mean that kind of falls under the normal core trend like normies it's really trendy (laughs) to dress really like 90s dad Mm. (laughs) what other trends are there i feel a lot of international students um i mean it's more obvious in europe for some Mm. reason Mm those uh, really rich international students would have uh, those designer designer (laughs) yeah the designer brand all over i don't think that's so much logo i don't think it's so much a trend is it but it's very recent though it's well it's to do with sudden money that the chinese have but the thing is i think in five years time they're still going to be big on like big branded stuff but I what i like but specifically what i'm gonna say is you know those pom-pom fluffy shoes so those really furry shoes but with like sometimes some of them have like pom-poms hanging off them I yeah think, like, yeah those are gonna go mm-hmm. outdated in five years time people are gonna look back and be like what the oh, hell yeah. what the hell was that wearing you know like these, no, those those pom-pom fluffy things are like totally a, a totally a trend they're kind of, yeah, I think yeah. they're over. They're kind of over now. I really don't know what the trends are. The the brand name thing, I think, will at least last a generation. It will, it'll take the, this this generation of Chinese to grow out of it. <laughs> because it's, the, it's, the, it's coming into money, that's the thing about that population. Mm. They look so bad in them, though. But they don't care. Like the, I feel like in the Chinese culture, to them, it's like, oh, I'm showing off how much money I have. And that's that's their culture right now for their generation. This mm-hmm. is it. I see. It's not so much a trend. Here's as a, another thing. 
you know how that it's trendy now and I do I do like this one but you know that really nice pinkish red eyeshadow look that a mm, lot no, of the red pink in no. Japanese. people do what is this <laughs> yeah no like a like a pink slight pink reddish um eyeshadow yeah, yeah. but the thing is some Chinese people Mash, you're totally not throw it on like that trends. and it makes you just look like you're bleeding on your eyelids <laughs> Or um, crying too hard. Yeah, it takes a lot of yeah, anyways, um, skill I think to not. It's <laughs> gonna go outdated <laughs> in five years. Yeah. Oh, easily, easily. Like these things have such makeup, a short lifespan makeup too. Makeup trends are very short lived. Yeah, like makeup mm. five years ago is so different. Because you now. you buy makeup so regularly. It's not like clothes, and I mean, they need to market. Yeah. Yeah, but even clothes, you know, you've got things like Zara and. H&M and it's just but I feel like every clothes week trends you get can last things. at least a year. Makeup can go in like yeah. a month or two because you you're the expi- like not expiry date but they recommend you to throw out your makeup I think almost every one or two months. Where is the this basis for your hypothesis that makeup trends only last growing. one month? Sorry? Yeah, but People, people I know, keep but like makeup in, products for like a, a year at least, most people. Mm-hmm. I know, but like it's not what they tell you to do. No, but most people still keep, hold on to it not until they finish it or something like really? that. Really? I have never, I have never yeah. finished. Yeah, but that's because you're you. Stuff. Are you saying you're buying new makeup products every single month? Um, well, I don't use it anymore. But like when I was using it, I think every month we would. Buy something new. Wow. Not renew the whole set, but like something new we would buy every month. Like a new eyeshadow set or a new lipstick. But were you noticing the trends that were coming and going? Uh, well, I'm not a, someone who notices trends. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like makeup trends are basically evolving at the same rate as fashion, like clothes trends. Mm. Yeah. I mean, eyebrows it, it, it have changed a lot. Season, People used yeah. to use pencil. And then now it's like powder and gel. And now everyone, so many people are getting microbladed eyebrows. Including milk. Yes, of course. You can get those. Best investment. Gel. um, Kind of like. Like your thing about how you've got different types of eyebrow makeup now. That's to do with improvement in technology. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Not so much, or like a, a discovery Marketing. of another cultural yes. way of makeup. What about gym attire? Because I find that these days I'm seeing so many people just out on the streets wearing gym gear. Not not just because they just went to gym, but just like it's an everyday mm. thing, tights and like... Oh my gosh, yes. Athleisure is show. totally going to go out in it's five years' time. thing, I feel. But it's it's a total it's like an Amer thing in America American, as well. Athleisure yeah. is totally It's been around for a while. So per- though, pervasive. Like. Yeah, it's been around for definitely a few years. I mean, um, but wearing sports clothes like before we had the leggings and the stuff, we had tracksuits. Which to be honest are not that stylish. I used to have friends who came to uni every day with the same tracksuit pants. But are they making a fashion <laughs> statement? Probably not. <laughs> no, if you, it's engineering. That's <laughs> um, your answer. But I feel like the. Are you sure sports, she just didn't have seven pairs of the same tracksuit pants? It was a guy. 
and I'm not sure. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I don't know about like whether we'll ever lose the sportswear trend. Maybe the thing they wear for like gym wear it changes, but I feel like in this country at least you're not gonna escape people wanting to walk around in sports gear. <laughs> Yeah, and like, come on, in the eighties, you know, they were really big on on like leggings and leg warmers and oversized. I think I've read jumpers. I've read a book written by some French model, so she basically said, uh, "Unless you are going to the gym and see your gym friends, yeah, nobody else mm. should see you in leggings." <laughs> Is this Inez de la Frasange? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm very okay with. Well,、uh, in this country, wear whatever you want to wear. It's so whatever. You yeah,、do. we're pretty casual in this country, but like、yeah. it also differs between cities. Like Brisbane is way more casual.、Mm. Like I dress kind of differently when, depending on whether I'm in Sydney or Brisbane. Like、yeah, Sydney, I can get away with just wearing more like arty kind of. Market, bit more pulled、trendy. together, I guess. I look,、mm-hmm. yeah, trendy, and and in Brisbane, I can get away with wearing like sports gear <laughs> any time, <laughs> any day. Thongs, <laughs> yep, shorts, <laughs> yeah, thongs, shorts, yeah, hoodie, yeah. Part of it is the, I mean, the climate isn't that different, but part of it is the climate. Yeah, yeah. I、um, this morning when I was recovering or not recovering, just being awake in my bed,、um, called my Facebook friend list to fifty people. <laughs> do you think Facebook is as a trend has de- like? It's past. Fa- yeah, it's it's past? passe. I think it has. Do you think like、Facebook、people don't? I think the new the new thing is Instagram. Yeah, but inst the Instagram was a new thing like years ago already. I don't know where it's gonna go, but I feel like Facebook is already on the decline, definitely. But I don't know if we'll ever get rid of it because nothing has really replaced Facebook yet. Yeah,、uh, like what Facebook does. Um, Instagram, I think, is the perfect medium between Twitter and Facebook. Hmm. Like Twitter is not nearly as big as it used to be. I think. Um, and definitely not big with the younger generation.、Mm-hmm. Twitter mm. just like looking at my sister's generation, it's all Instagram, because you, all you need. Well, they're really into the memes and things.、Um, mm. That generation,、yeah. and you can get that with Instagram. Yeah. It's just a how.、Uh, I guess it's also how we know we like society turns from.、Um, Was into visual impact. Yeah,、well. I mean their generation is、mm. very not wordy. <laughs> They're very visual. We, we are very wordy. Now <laughs>、uh, we we grew up in like Tumblr generation. Yeah, Tumblr, yeah. Twitter, MySpace. We're a bit young for MySpace. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. I mean, are you guys? Um, on really on any sort of social media, are you big on any particular social media? Because I'm totally just that I'm like I don't post、media. that much, but I use、mm. it to follow a lot of people. 
Yeah, me too. So I Instagram use my Instagram is my go to, I guess. Right. I don't even have I don't use Instagram. <laughs> I have an account that I use vaguely often to uh, stalk people <laughs> occasionally. Um Facebook I use mostly to, to just stalk follow people. different No. Um, yes, but mostly to read articles from places that I like to read articles from and uh, tag. I think Facebook is really memes for keeping up with people and keep up to date me. with school stuff. Like yeah, I if I really wanted to contact someone, they're probably on Facebook. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's true. Don't forget that Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and everything. Can also be used to subscribe to What a Honey. <laughs> we don't have Twitter Great yet. We don't segue. have Twitter yet. Oh yeah, we don't have Twitter yet. I don't have the Twitter. words for that. Maybe Duck has the words for that. <laughs> no, not. I mean, not currently. Maybe. <laughs> maybe at some point. Um, maybe. Not but really. I so Facebook is really for contacting people, and then Instagram is for yeah s- stalking. I think I would say half the people I follow are celebrities. Mm. Yeah, and but the then I have other mm. platforms for stalking celebrities as well. So, um, the Chinese one, Weibo. What about other people around you in your life? Do you stalk them? Do I stalk them? Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm really bored, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Some people I will. I see. Um, but not that many. I find. Do you specifically think of a person and you're like, oh, I haven't seen what they're up to for a while, so I'm going to stalk them? So usually them, it's people that I don't I'm follow. like that with people from high school. Oh, really? Oh, sometimes I do, yeah. like, but not in depth. Yeah. <laughs> do you do this, no? Um, Not really. I mainly, maybe like once or twice I have specifically looked up someone, but most of the time I intentionally stalk because... All their posts and stuff are on my homepage. Yeah. So I'm just scrolling through Milk my Because Milk is the sort of person who has added the friends and has not removed them. <laughs> no, because mm. I don't post that much stuff on my account anyways. No, but like she has, like, she doesn't need to stalk because they're her friends. <laughs> <laughs> like she has them as friends on, the, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like but whereas I if I wanted when... to like see who, what was happening with this girl from high school, I most likely do not have her as a friend. So I do have to look through like mm-hmm. <laughs> LinkedIn, look at look Facebook, through yeah, look through things that I Instagram. see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I when I was going through calling all these people, I think I called it was like fifty down from at that point it was like a hundred and eighty or something, which I already cut down quite a lot. So I cut all these people. And then when I was looking at the list of the remaining people, I was like, these are all people that I really care about, that I talk to regularly or I, like inspire me in some way and I want to keep in touch with. And it made me realise just how little of that we have just on Facebook. Like Facebook is just such this, this amorphous thing and you're bombarded with you know all these messages and people that you haven't thought about but you only think about because they come up on facebook Mm. like i don't need to care about all those people i went to high school with or people i last talked to five years ago i mean Mm. why should they take brain space you know and then i was like yeah but you don't have to care like i no but i don't have to see them now I don't, but you don't have, I don't to, have like, to think about well, them Does it now. bother you? Does it bother you that like, you had to glance over them? 
No, it it didn't bother me at the time because I wasn't cognizant of it. But now, now no, I notice the difference. Like guess, it's like no, it doesn't bother me. It's just like oh, you know, it makes so much more sense to only have this platform to connect to people who actually mean something, really mean something to me. And then like I could just post whatever. You know what's easy about it then? In the future, when、mm. you send out your wedding invitation list, just those fifty、yeah. people then. Yeah, <laughs> just be like, "Hey, I'm getting married. Everyone's you, invited." You want to use it for a sort of different purpose. I don't use Facebook to connect with people, like not on that level.、Mm-hmm. If I, I would, if I was really wanting to connect, I'd be using things like Messenger, talking to them one on one or in group chat. Like I use、yeah. Facebook as a very like ah,、uh, maybe this person's getting married, that person's going overseas or whatever.、Mm. I'm.、Mm. I don't use Facebook like the actual Facebook to to have、yeah. that level of contact. So I used to. But like right even even then, school, I I don't really care. I did remove a lot of people that I don't think I would ever talk to in my life again. Yeah. But yeah. For you after uni, I everyone I added after uni essentially I kept. Um. Even though even、mm. if I don't talk to them now, it's just I don't know. Like it's a. It's a different group of people, I guess. Yeah, and I also for me, I view it as like if I call、people. them, right?、Yeah. That just means I'm permanently removing that connection, that that bridge. You know, if maybe in the future, like twenty years on, you never know. You might strike up friendship with like an old acquaintance. Yeah, you are you different in that way. You're a very extroverted person. Like I know,、uh, this in my life, this group is the group that I will keep. And、yeah. I don't think I can ever leave that group. <laughs> and I I find that you know in that sort of case I don't think that I would just randomly strike up a friendship again with a person through Facebook. Like it might happen if I ran into someone personally, on、mm-hmm. you know in real life, and I'm like, oh hey, I haven't seen you for so long. But like I wouldn't just randomly message someone out of the blue after twenty years because after twenty years, why would I do that? You know. I think it's a. I can see where Milk is coming from. Like, oh, maybe I saw you on the train and we talked for like ten minutes, and I wanted to talk to you again, but I don't have any of your contact details anymore. Yeah. Then having you on Facebook is a like a a good thing if that ever happens. But I'm. Yeah, but then you could、I'm, just be in the moment. Oh, hey, let me get your contact info. Like. I know, why, but like wait, sometimes the situation doesn't allow for that. I guess so. And、yeah. here's an example. So. We、um, we were low on pharmacists, right? And we were looking for people to cover, and it just turns out that one of the other pharmacists、mm. knew someone who could cover, and he happened to be someone from my year in pharmacy. And when when I found out, he actually messaged me on Facebook. I mean, we only we met in the first year of uni, and we worked on one assignment together. That's why we added each other on Facebook, but we never spoke again after that. But then, he contacted me through Messenger, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he could ask me all the details about the workplace and stuff. Mm. Mm. I think that's what one of the reasons why I have kept my uni friends because of a there is a work opportunity there. Um, high school. Yeah, that's true. Even if there was an opportunity with high school, I would feel a little strange asking a high school friend that wasn't close. Yeah. yeah.、Um, But I mean, with with Facebook now, because you have all these connections anyway, like it's pretty easy to track down someone. 
mm-hmm. just yeah, search to their name. And normally, you have yeah. If you have a background, in if you already friends. have them, then you don't have to have the step of waiting them waiting to see if they'll add you back yeah. or if they remember you. You can just <laughs> message with yeah, but you can just yeah. But if it's been twenty years, would they even remember you anyway? If, even if they're your friend on Facebook, like if if you just message them, you don't even have to add them on as a friend. Just message them. Sometimes that's uh, true, though. Sometimes I'm looking at my friends list and I'm just like, I don't even remember who you are. <laughs> but things, yeah, but, I, yeah. but because we're friends, I'm searching see. my memory of how I met this person. Yeah. Because maybe they actually was someone important that I met, but then I've completely forgotten. <laughs> Well, they obviously weren't important then. I know. Like, what if they were really important at that time? (laughs) (laughs) So I've been reading this book called *Sapiens*. Um, It's actually translated from Hebrew, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's quite old now. It came out in English in 2014. And it's kind of like about... Uh, that's old for you. That's, that's I was like, like I was expecting years. something at least 10 years old. That's five sure. years. I, I guess in the science world for you guys. It's, that is old. I mean, because I've, I've sure. seen this book on the bestseller list for a couple of years now. Yep. Um, and it's kind of a book about the... Sometimes history. I talk about reading an old book and I'm referring to a book written in like the 1700s, but you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's not new. <laughs> I've, you guys, I'm pretty sure you would have heard of it, uh, Duck. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've seen it and around. So yeah, I've seen it. I don't think Milk's paid enough attention. <laughs> so it's just about kind of the history of our species. About It's kind of about biology and talking. There are some, it's probably mostly biology, but it's written in a more popular science kind of way. So mm-hmm. I looked at... The like I just looked at the Wikipedia article for it, and even though obviously it's very popular with normal people because it's on the bestseller list or whatever, but like normals, normals, normals okay. but like people Continue, in, sorry. in that area, like the people who are experts in the area that this book is about, kind of say you know it's not that scientific. Correct. It's not scientific. It's well, when you come to popular science, it's usually the same sort of criticisms. Like mm-hmm. you're not you're not telling the whole story, and it's very hard to tell the whole yeah. story mm-hmm. um, to someone. So it's just dumbed down for the average reader. Yeah. yeah, but it is like I've read eight chapters, I think no seven chapters now, and it is quite. I like it. <laughs> what yeah. do you like about it? It's a very, to some extent, it's a very objective view mm-hmm. um, as objective as it can be of humanity of our mm. species but it's not scientific enough well it's very hard to be scientific because it's also history so a lot of the evidence they just don't have there's a lot of speculation um, so it's not objective but the way it's said is, I feel like, quite objective. Do they point out that they know it's a speculation? Uh, yes, yeah, like, they say it's... this is So this they, is they say it in a way that it's like... Um, and yes. this is the evidence, and the evidence can be interpreted yeah. this way, or it can be interpreted that way. So mm. the topic isn't objective. It's not... I mean, mm. there is very little in science that is objective. Mm. Um, I guess... 
it just raises a lot of things that are I think I already knew. It's just I've never heard it written that way. Mm. Um, I like how you like, said I've never heard it written that way because you're an auditory learner. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it written that way. <laughs> I always, I always say way. I've seen it that written that way. Yeah. Um, but so like one of those things that I like I always knew, mm-hmm. but didn't really think about was this whole idea of. Um, a lot of our world is fictional. Things like money, yeah. things like laws, things yeah. like rights. Yeah, it's all social constructs. Mm. They're all constructs. It's all fictional. Yeah. But the difference mm. between, so he. Um, what do you mean by fictional? Because they're not physically there. It's not like so. He brought up the thing of uh, a company. Right, right. Like. Do you mean like abstract? Um. No, he not, uses like fictional. Um, okay. And the thing, the whole basis of this is they think the, what separates us, like Homo sapiens, from the other human species and other animals is the fact that we are able to believe in these fictional things, like the power Mm. of money, Mm -hmm. um, like Mm. rights and things like... Religion. Religion, things like laws, Mm. things that don't physically exist. So he brought up this thing about... The difference between objective, subjective, and I forgot what it, what it, I think it was intersubjective. Mm-hmm. So these three things. So the objective is things like gravity. Even if we stop believing them in them, it still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, the subjective is things like I don't know things that if we if an Money. individual doesn't believe in it, then it doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But then there is this thing mm-hmm. called like the I think he called it the intersubjective. Mm-hmm. Where if an individual doesn't believe in it, it's still there. Like if right. I don't believe in so it's money, a social concept, kind of. Yeah. Like it has to be there because lots of people believe in it. I see. And he, hmm. they talk about this idea that we are, as a species, are so successful, successful in inverted commas, mm-hmm. um, that. Uh, because of our ability to believe in these fictional things and these fictional things bring strangers together so that we can cooperate like as a very large group of people whereas with species that aren't capable of comprehending these fictional things Mm -hmm. um, they can Mm -hmm. only know up to something like 150 members of their of their community oh yeah Dunbar's number yeah so this whole like I guess I never thought about this whole fictional Concept, versus not fictional thing. Right. What's the thing? I was about actually the thinking about Dunbar's number. Thing. So Dunbar's number, um, it's kind of actually they talk about this rule of threes actually. It's not just the hundred and fifty number. Mm. So um it's kind of this theory about um people's relationships and connectivity with a community. So the average person has about three to four like intimate close friends. So mm-hmm. like that would be us, for example. Yeah. Um, and then they have like fifteen or so people that they would possibly call their like support team, like like people that they're really good friends with, their family, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, then you've got like fifty like f- friends, like good friends, not like acquaintances, 
not like casual friends, but you know, like people that they know and hang out with or talk to on a like, mm. semi-regular basis, that kind of thing. Which is uh, like, which I realized was like my Facebook, gr- my Facebook <laughs> friends right now is that number. Yeah. Okay. And then there's like 150, which is like kind of like a wider community, people that you sort of think about and have some sort of interest in, like you care about them in some way, like neighbors, or like you know, community groups, that kind of thing. Which is like what my Facebook was before. <laughs> so then you've got the next number. It goes further to 500 yeah. people, which is your just general acquaintances. Like, I guess, you know, your bake, the baker down the street or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then like 1,500 people is like the number of people that you can recognize by face mm-hmm. that you've like mm-hmm. seen before and you can recognize again. That's about 1,500 people. Yeah. So, so it's a very interesting social theory. Yeah, the thing about that, so the, the 150 number in the book was uh, kind of down to a you can only know to that the extent to which you know those 150 people is what you need for that society to work. Function. Um, because mm. you need to know who you can trust and to do that, um, species that don't have this ability to trust each other over things like uh, shared religion or something um, have to know facts about those people like they have to know what essentially (laughs) what the book says is that community has to gossip about each other and 150 people is kind of the limit to which you can store that gossip and Mm. uh it's like our school year yes so our school year was 150 people (laughs) yeah i wonder how they measured it how they experimented or how did they I remember reading something about it, a very vague, even though I read this this morning when I was in bed. (laughs) That was like hours ago now, days ago. Um, And he, Dunbar, was this guy who I think was studying chimpanzees or monkeys or that sort of thing and social Mm. relationships in um, sort of chimpanzees. And then I think they um, sort of thought about, you know, like relational groups in that those species and then he sort of like um extrapolated that to humans and he wondered about you know i guess how many people a community would sort of naturally form mm. and i think you know they've done like keeps of you know questionnaires and studies um of people and like um even like you know recently um they've had studies of people on facebook um asking them you know how many people you know you've got like 500 Facebook friends, whatever, but how many people would you actually count as, like, friends? How many people mm. would you actually count as, like, your inner support group? How many people would you count as intimate, like, best friends? That kind of thing. And, they, you know, come out with very, um, quite, you know, similar numbers for everyone, which is quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, there are physical limits. So a lot of the book kind of relates what's happening to like our behavior and what we think happened in those throughout the years of our species history to DNA and what biologically we are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that was a, this whole section on the fact that the wheat grass domesticated our species. Um, Explain. So essentially we, you know, our species started off as hunter-gatherers, so we didn't live in one place 
Um, but then eventually, at some point, one of us decided to grow wheatgrass in one area. <laughs> so they had to stay. So they they're like, guys, I've had the weirdest idea, but <laughs> so the way the you know that weird grass <laughs> that I've been growing secretly. So they must, because the thing is, to eat it, you have to kind of mill the wheat and whatever. So transporting it, they think that by transporting the wheat from wherever it was collected to where they have to process it in their camp or whatever, they would have dropped some wheat and then seen that that grows. So over oh time, God. they developed that knowledge and then they decided to grow some wheat so that they could stay in one place for longer. So like it was like a seasonal camp thing. Mm-hmm. And then over mm-hmm. time, they just kept growing more wheat and essentially wheat, so the book says it as like the wheat required the, uh, homo sapiens to water it to mm-hmm. look after it to remove weeds and then eventually to build fences and so the way so it's like a symbiotic relationship <laughs> so the way the book put it is um the wheat domesticated us we are the ones living in a house <laughs> now because so oh my god the wheat, wheat domesticated us oh well it wasn't wheat in all areas of the world but they used wheat as the example um, so that's, I guess, how farming began. But yeah, I quite like that part of the book where it's, it's quite, it's like a discussion of what could be, mm-hmm. what could have been. And then it could be fishing down. too, like people had to stay uh, fishing by the came, river. Actually, fishing came a lot later. So Australia, the reason Australia, Australia was quite isolated. Mm-hmm. until I think they said 45,000 years ago because they had to develop the ability to cross that bit of ocean. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that bit of the book about Australia was quite sad because uh, because there weren't any humans mm-hmm. on Australia before, they had a lot of big megafauna, so like massive kangaroos, massive wombats. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they hadn't kind of evolved with humans in existence on their land. Yep. They didn't know how to deal with humans. I see. Um, and because humans don't look scary. <laughs> we don't look like mm. a scary animal, so they probably... So what the book says is they probably didn't think we were a threat. Mm-hmm. But at that point... Like, look at these cute biped blobs. <laughs> <laughs> so by that point, I think, well, to have crossed the ocean... Our species would have already known how to like hunt animals and do mm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So that is really we sad. killed a lot of well, essentially we made all that megafauna extinct. Mm-hmm. And that it's also because happened. Because had more surface area. Yeah, it, they, it, this also happened in the Americas when humans arrived there. So is this is why we only have small animals now. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it didn't happen in the oceans until kind of like industrial times because mm. we're just and not that's as why we good as whales yeah Fishing. because we're just not as good as but at, with the sea as with long. land animals i guess oh, our I history yeah mm. so that's why we have the big the big animals in the sea are still here mm-hmm. but yeah. you know that's also going I because of that's so interesting i never thought about that um yeah so th- i this is a good book i would recommend you read it so so because New Zealand was populated even later than Australia. Mm-hmm. Do you think the animals in New Zealand, the land animals, are even smaller <laughs> on average? 
Why? What do you mean? Because they they like oh I don't know. Okay, I this is me on like twenty four hours of no sleep, literally. Actually, New Zealand I think was populated quite soon after Australia. Mm, but but still after Australia. After Australia, but not that much after. I think. Yeah. Um, the Americas was quite late. Uh, Australia was forty-five thousand years. The Americas, mm. I think, was something like twenty thousand or sixteen thousand years ago. Wow. Um, because they crossed, they they reached the Americas through Alaska. So this was still a time when the sea level was low enough that there was a bridge between, I forgot where, and Alaska, <laughs> up north so where it's very like cold. Russia. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Russia, Iceland, Greenland. So where it's Alaska. very cold. Um, yeah. But yeah, the book is good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I was thinking about how you mentioned about uh, fictional concepts yeah. in the society. Actually, I had this conversation with my dad yesterday about research. Yeah. So even though we do science, and in people's mind, science is a very um, objective, objective thing. Mm. So it's how this universe works. But then, you know, there are some theories towards one uh, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So one phenomenon could be explained in different ways yes. so actually science can be very subjective yeah so actually my dad talked to me that because um, in China we used to have all the uh, material education um, based on the the old uh, SU materials what's an SU material Sweat Union, yeah. So, uh, in their concepts, they have this mindset that this is how the universe works. Actually, Einstein had the same idea. So we have this, um, like, um, like an equation that could explain everything. Mm -hmm. But from the whole development of science, you can see that we all we have been trying to do is to explain different um, things and maybe we can prove it with uh, some facts and even better we could predict the things based on our theories but in the end to some extent they are all our mind games yes yeah we're really only trying to interpret interpret something in a way that we can understand. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he actually talked about how n- initially Einstein didn't really believe in the concept of uh, vacuum. Yeah. So they believed that there was a media. And then um, quantum physics kicked in, and then there were uh, controversial uh, results in the quantum world. Yeah. And then um, so things like that can be explained in different ways and then we came to a point that we actually build a whole system based on the quantum level. Yeah. yeah. I so. think with science it gets very complicated because you there are things that are kind of set, like you have your mathematical 
your numbers are set. One is it's one. Some principle, some yeah, basic idea. But then idea. when you get to the newer things, the things that aren't like on the edge of knowledge where we're not too sure yet, mm -hmm. everything is very fuzzy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you talk to these medical people, mm -hmm. <laughs> we still don't know why biology is biology. <laughs> Okay, I don't even know what biology is, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's still so much that we... Because the fundamentals, like physics, we still haven't completely understood. Yeah. It then becomes very hard to understand things like biology, which are really built on those. Yeah. Do you think it's all based on probabilities? Like, what do you think that the universe has many paths or whatever yeah yeah things like that yeah um i i think so if if we are to believe in more than three dimensions if we are to believe in like a fifth dimension mm -hmm. then there must be a way to travel between time and space <laughs> right yeah which means that there has to be the probability thing has to be real. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what is there to travel to with just one straight line? Mm -hmm. I wonder what a fifth dimensional being would be like or look like. I don't think you are capable of <laughs> <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> like these three dimensional objects, they have no idea that we exist. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I cannot, we can't fathom what five dimensions looks like. Mm-hmm. It's never been. I'm not sure if we could. I don't think that we could. As it's a, th a three-dimensional being. Yep. We couldn't well, tell. We are in five... four-dimensional. Like, we are three-dimensionals living in a fourth... Four in a fourth world. dimension. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I only have three dimensions, like, <laughs> with... Length and fatness. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, okay, this is my brain going in weird directions, but I just like thought of like Madonna's Material Girl, <laughs> like a possible parody song. <laughs> yeah. I, we are technically, if we believe in the fifth dimension, then we are living in the fifth dimension. Yeah, it's like how I talked about the uh, sea creatures living under the sea. They yeah. don't have eyes because they live in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Mm. we we don't have. But there are there are blind people too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a, another thing. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for blind people. <laughs> if you are listening. No, I mean I, I just mean like they they are still living in the fourth dimension. Yeah. So I just uh, understand the point. No, she, what she, <laughs> oh, what she was trying to say is these blind sea creatures are... <laughs> well, they are blind. They're not blind. <laughs> they just have no eyes. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they live in a world with light. Just that with they're light. not... Mm. They don't know it. Actually, I was reading a really interesting article just about that sort of thing, um, looking at animals that don't actually have eyes but may have sort of different kind of visual senses in like other ways <laughs> yeah that kind of thing and um there's a really interesting study um that gets talked about quite a lot um where they 
study people with a lesion or some cut or something like that in the um, optic nerve, which mm-hmm. meant that they could not see like one side of their vision, like the mm-hmm. left side or mm-hmm. the right side. And um, they found that even when they showed objects um, in that side that they couldn't see mm-hmm. technically, they still had a higher than normal chance of actually guessing What's the right than answer. Normal? Like a higher than 50-50 chance, basically. Oh, okay. Or something, you know, higher like than statistically higher than probability. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some way, they were able to sense um, like the shape or something, even though they could not you know, physically see it like we would normally physically see something. Yeah. And, you know, they would describe, you know, sort of like sensations of, you know, I just sort of like felt like it would have been like this and they mm-hmm. were right. Even though they thought I it was just a guess, like they thought they were just guessing it, I but it actually turned out to be all correct. We have this ability. I mean, we rely on our eyes. Yeah, but like I think you can know that something is next to you without mm, seeing it. Yeah, like you sort of sense that you know someone's looking at you yeah. or something's going on. Yeah. But like, how much of that is just you know chance? Like you know, you look around all the time, <laughs> and then oh, suddenly someone's I mean, looking like, back at you at the same time. Like there is. That's bound to happen. There is sight and then there is sound Mm -hmm. Mm. I mean sound is very for us because we see we are sighting we have people with sight I Mm. think we just rely on that so much that we ignore a lot of our other senses Mm -hmm. yeah I mean sight is like I don't know if we can hear the shape of something next to us but but you know like people who are blind of sound of something Maybe, maybe, like people, like that is, that is actually a thing. Like you, you can hear, you know, reflections of sound and sort of guess audio visually, like guess, you know, where something is. Yeah. But yeah, people who are blind, they report a heightened ability in their other sensations because they have to compensate for the lack of sight. And so, you know, we, we, uh, we don't know where the human race could go. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing about this book is that there is a not a sequel like a another book by the same author called Homo Deus, mm-hmm. um, and that's supposed to be about what he thinks the future of our evolution is going to be. So I I really wanted to read Sapiens so that I could read that book. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is milk <laughs> milk is falling, falling asleep? So we should end now. And that concludes our discussions for today. Thanks for listening to What A Honey podcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and I don't know what else. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.